gonna skip over that part. Sex foot everything. That should be the tagline of this episode. Sex foot everything. Six foot. It was six foot. <laughs> Welcome to Recapping Romancy, Hot Takes on Hot Literature. Who are we? I'm Emma. I am Tabitha. And I am Mara. We are a trio of women who read too much and too much fantasy in particular. How did we discover this? Accidentally. Probably because we're in each other's faces all the damn time talking about books. And what are we into? Romanticy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, romanticy is a portmanteau of romance and fantasy. And you probably know this term because it's a new category, a new genre on book talk and also Goodreads. Um, and when I personally think of romanticy, I think of a romance story with any sort of like fantasy or magical element to it. Do you agree? I mm-hmm. think I do, yeah. 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 <laughs> I feel like other people, or at least like I did a little teeny tiny research trying to be you know professional (laughs) i think most people think of it as like a fantasy book with romance in it so they wouldn't consider um outland or anything to be romanticy i think that's saying something is i asked several people if they would consider outlander to be romanticy Mm. because there are fantastical elements in it um you know, there's time traveling, and then she, like, manages to cure his PTSD with pussy magic in the first <laughs> book. Uh, but a lot of people who like it tell me, like, no, 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 it's not romanticy, which I think says something about how people regard this genre. Yeah, when I was reading, I actually read this article from the person who I saw mention it first, which is, I'm going to say this person's name wrong, Claire Sager or Sager, or, I don't know, mm-hmm. from Indie Author Magazine, and she was talking about it and talking about the tropes, and she basically read it as, because all of us grew up with you know, fantasy like Harry Potter, Percy Jackson, those sorts of things, they were saying that that has kind of like lent itself into what we read in adulthood and then, you know, the romance element on top of it. So it's interesting to see people's different takes. But most popular romantic books are, you know, Fourth Wing and Akadar. <laughs> yeah, Akadar. <laughs> so for this first episode, we are going to discuss Fourth Wing. Mm. It is the first book in the Empyrean series by Rebecca Yaros, and it came out in May of 2023, taking the world by storm, mostly because it was very heavily marketed. <laughs> yes. So um, most recently, Fourth Wing soared to the top of the Goodreads Best Books of 2023 with nearly 400,000 votes. And um, that's 400,000 votes. <laughs> the second place miniature was well behind in popularity by like half, which goes to show how big romanticity is at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Fourth Wing itself burst on the TikTok in this famous deluge of attention, um, complete with rapturous five-star reviews. And currently, it sits at about 4.63 stars out of 868,000 ratings, <laughs> which so I can funny. show you how many of those are five stars. Um, there is rumor that this is not as organic as the people behind Fourth Wing would like to have mm. its readers believe. Um, in fact, it's common knowledge in the book world that Fourth Wing is IP, which is um, 
short for intellectual property, um, and developed by the Red Tower imprint of Entangled Publishers. Um, Red Tower in itself, for all intents and purposes, is a book packager, which is a whole other conversation we can have at another <laughs> date. Um, but a secondary rumor in the book world is Amazon had a hand in Fourth Wing's creation, which makes sense given it was optioned, um, the series for television and prime. This is not information that's going to sway readers one way or the other on this book, but for me it's an interesting window into how these books attain big status, which is to say they are had big dollars going into making them big. Mm. Um, I don't think anything is really organic anymore in the book world. No. Um, to make something large like this, something had to be behind it giving it money. Wait, has it been purchased for TV already? Oh, yeah. Amazon <laughs> bought it. <laughs> what? Yes, yes. We are looking at a TV show coming up. Oh, my God. Of yes, this <laughs> might be something that we discuss more later on, mm -hmm. but we have discussed how uh, this book might be sort of the, what's the word I want, dying gasp of <laughs> romanticity, uh, really because it, may, it reminded us of, what was that really bad series, Divergent, yeah, as yeah, being sort of the about. last gasp of uh, teen dystopian books. Mm -hmm. Uh, like it managed to include like every single trope yeah. of the genre, but was otherwise very poorly written. Mm -hmm. um, and this feels like something that a, a lot of corporate kind of interest went into it mm -hmm. uh, using all of the tropes of romanticy, allegedly. Did you see that rumor that it's written by AI? <laughs> yeah, I did not yeah. see that rumor. Oh, I did. AI. I yeah, Although I, I saw something about how Iron Flame might have been helped by AI. Yeah, that's the one that I okay, saw. Okay, yeah. yes, yes, because it was turned around so quickly, yeah. and the writing was maybe a little less what mm -hmm. people expected. But yeah, yeah I mean, other... I think it's not great writing, but um, it's certainly accessible writing, which yeah, I think is I one of the reasons why people are really drawn to it. I am going to be taking the lead in recapping Fourth Wing. We start out with a map of Basgayath War College now. <laughs> <laughs> is that how it's pronounced in the audiobook? It is. It's pronounced Bizgaya. Oh, I, no. I did not read I did not do the audiobook. I just read it on my Kindle. So I don't know how anything is pronounced. Well, that's so because I, you keep calling it Best Queef. Yeah. <laughs> it's just more fun. <laughs> um so yeah, I read the audiobook at first and I have to admit I was very confused when I looked at this map finally. Yeah. I guess I imagined the whole college set into the side of a hill. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know why it's like rocky and there's dragons and stuff. I'm also confused that the infantry is like attached to the building because you don't even really hear about the infantry until mm -hmm. the second book. I think they mentioned it like maybe once. I think they mentioned it exists, but I didn't realize that they were like... No, there. I just ignored them. For some reason, I thought that her mother's office was completely farther afield than the actual college itself. I thought like oh. she was in some sort of like headquarters office in town. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, because I'm pretty sure like, you know, she's literally there getting a backpack ready. And she's like, do I really have to go, mom? She's like, yeah, yeah. actually, you yeah, really you do. do. Yeah. And then she just walks outside and goes. And I'm, for, for some reason in the audiobook, I kept thinking, well, and then clearly she got in a car and she drove <laughs> to this cliff and just walked across this parapet slash bridge. And I was like, this makes sense to me, but obviously I was not listening. <laughs> All right, so the book starts with a note that the following text has been faithfully transcribed from Navarian into the modern language. Names have been preserved to honor the courage of those fallen. Yeah, okay, so I didn't read any, like, into this at all, but then, this TikTok is my news every day, um, I saw this TikTok that said, it was a fan theory, lots of people were thinking this too, that that note was in there because everyone is eventually dead 
and this girl. Well, I mean, we are. Well, all of us in no. the end. <laughs> I know, but like at the end of the book series, everyone who's been talked about is going to be dead except for the Janice. What's her name? Something like that. Yeah, <laughs> that uh, girl yeah, I was is the only one who's alive. Janice. Yeah, Gen- something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We will get there yeah. in that book. <laughs> I was a little confused by this because I don't. It, okay, so it was like her friend that translate these events mm-hmm. in this document yeah but it says it's translated to the modern language yeah, so like how long ago was this why aren't they using that language anymore is her friend immortal i don't well yeah and that, well that's a great point point. and then also they don't ever mention that anyone in world like in the current world that we're reading speaks a different language mm-hmm. so it's not like in star wars where everyone like has a translator and they're like in the modern yeah. tongue or whatever mm-hmm. they call it also, it, it's what it's doing is it's setting up that this was like a pivotal point in this world's history. Like this history has to be recorded. Everything going forward in the book has to be recorded because these are very important players. And all I could think was even the sex scenes, like did somebody go to the effort to describe those? No, and I'm like, yes. Um, well, and then it's all written from Violet's point of view. So is she just like, Yeah, it's first person point of view. Is her friend just like ghostwriting this memoir for her? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in, in, is she like, no, no, you have to include his body, his whole naked body multiple times. Yeah. All right, so chapter one. We are told it is conscription day. Our main character, Violet Sorengale, is preparing to do some sort of feat of strength to enter the writer's quadrant. She walks into an argument between her sister, Mari, yeah. Okay, yeah, Mari. Yeah, yeah. And her mother. Her mother being a top general in this military. It is revealed that Violet has trained for several years to be a scribe and is implied to be quite good at it. So when they talked about how she was a scribe, I feel like she says that she did it because she's not very strong. You know, she talks a lot about how she's like this weak, you know, frail body with maybe a chronic disease in there. But she is a scribe because her dad's a scribe. And she talks about how her dad was, like, such a good scribe. And this is how she's, like, connected to him. But I feel like that's the only information that I know about him. And then later on, whenever we talk about her dad, I feel like I'm supposed to feel, like, connected to him and this wonderful relationship they had. But I'm, like, where where was it? Yeah. We yeah. don't know. It was somewhere. I, I think it's In the scribe quadrant. Yeah. yeah underground. We just don't care about them, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just not good rating. Um, I think, uh, I think just they're telling there, us. Just cut in there, Tabitha. <laughs> I, I think they're just telling us, like, you're supposed to feel sad about this. And I'm like, yeah. okay. So in this military, as best as I can figure out, there are four positions that you can have. Healer, scribe, infantry, and writers. There's a theory <laughs> in history that, like, not everybody can be a knight. Not everybody can be a Viking mm-hmm. because, like, one knight requires like five hundred people to support them. You know, people have to make clothing, they have to make armor, they have to make leather, they have to make weapons, they have to take care of the horses, they have to grow the food. So all I can think about the entire time we're reading about this military is who makes all this and why don't they exist here? It's magic. Everything's three yeah, D everything printed magic through the the small magic <laughs> as we discuss oh, later, okay. like yeah. the pens. Yeah, don't worry about it. So <laughs> talk about the pens. Wait, you you only you only get the small magic if you're a dragon rider. So does that mean that like, this is why we need so many dragon riders? Yeah, and why so they're so they important. Everybody wants to be one so that they can use the pens. Yeah, yeah, to be able to use pens and like do their laundry and shit like that. <laughs> um, so during the fight, it is revealed that our main character Violet is tiny. She's so <laughs> tiny. She's so frail. She's a little porcelain doll. The poor thing. A quote from that chapter is. 
this is her mom, uh, picks up the end of my long braid, scoffs at the section just above my shoulders where the brown strands start to lose their warmth of color and slowly fade into a steely metallic silver by the end and drops it. Pale skin, pale eyes, pale hair, her mother says. That's not how hair goes gray, but <laughs> we can just move past that, I guess, because it looks cooler. It well, does. She said it looks she, so cool. She <laughs> had, like, the flu or something when she was young. She yeah, did. and apparently it caused her and to that's... stop producing, what, what is it that colors your hair? Melanin, keratin, something? Yeah. I don't know. No, not keratin. I think melanin. I don't actually so, know. I, yeah, I feel. I, I don't think it's really a scientific thing that's happening here. It's no. more like this looks cool, and yeah, I yeah. would agree that it does look cool. Yeah, I, it's, I like, like it's like it she got a natural balayage. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so the implication throughout this book, and I think the others would agree with me, is that she has a uh, chronic issue mm-hmm. that is probably something like uh, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. Mm-hmm. Her joints are just going to be popping in and out constantly throughout this book. Yeah, she, like, pops her shoulder back in, like, during one of the fights with one of the quote-unquote mean girls. Mm -hmm. And she does it, like, so easily. I mean, I've never had a dislocated shoulder, but it seems like... I have had a dislocated knee, and it is not a fun time. (sighs) Yeah, I was going to say, popping it back in is supposed to be super painful, right? I mean, I feel like she just does it... Well, from what everybody says, it feels better in that moment, but then, like, the muscles are all strained and stuff around it, so it starts to hurt afterwards. What we find out in this fight is that, for some reason, she is being made to become a dragon rider, or at least try to become a dragon rider. It's also revealed that in the past several years, both her brother and her father, a scribe, died. Uh, It's basically setting up the family dynamic here. Dead brother, dead dad, protective sister, cold mom. So once they're out of the office, the sister gives her some supplies and some advice. Uh, As she moves towards the line to cross the parapet, we are introduced to the concept of separatists or rebels. So this is how I understood this. Apparently, this is an empire that absorbs territories. For our story, Tyrandor is the most important because as punishment for the rebellion, the leaders were executed and their kids were drafted into Navarre's military. Would you say that's correct? Yeah. Did they ever say why they rebelled? Rebelled? <laughs> um, forever after will be rebelled. Like I said, I just assume it's because they're like an empire who's like eating all they're these They're eating up land. Yeah, I think they just didn't I think they just, eaten. yeah, wanted their independence. Yeah. Got it. Um, so it is told to us right away that all of the rebel kids have cool marks on their skin that make them stand out. <laughs> okay, I... <laughs> Maybe it's just because I had, like, watched the Divergent movies recently or something. But every time I read about the tattoos in these books, all I could picture was those, like, weird tattoos from the Divergent movies. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, those tribal type yeah, yeah, but they're every, not even like tri- they don't even look like tribal type. They I, look like- I feel like every piece of fan art I saw of this um, showed them with, like, 90s tribal tattoos. <laughs> that yes. is true. I did see a lot of them. Yes, like a lot of that. Too. And then, like, the, the dragon tattoo on the back. That's very popular. Uh, yeah, that mm-hmm. reminds me of, I think, again, in the Divergent series, that girl, she has, like, birds or something, doves flying away, and they're yeah. just... <laughs> I mean, right. I have a bad tattoo, so it happens to us all, but, like, <laughs> you think magic would give you a good tattoo, Well, you know? it's gotten to the point with, like, the think... fandom that I can't separate the back tattoo from, like, actual... <laughs> Yeah, story. She, she so, asked me the other day. She was like, "Do they actually get dragon tattoos on their back?" I think back? they do. Do they? I, don't I don't think so. I, I really don't think so. I mean, I'm gonna Google it. Important people that we meet in this chapter are Rhiannon. She becomes Violet's best friend because she notices that Rhiannon's wearing absolute shit boots uh, mm-hmm. to cross the parapet mm-hmm. and gives her one. Mm-hmm. 
We also meet Jack, who is just a crazy person. Oh, like just as, psycho. Yeah, oh as God. they're walking to the parapet, he overhears her talking about her um, her like bones popping in and out. And he's like, well, I need to kill you for sure. Yeah, just out of nowhere. I love that part, Yeah, actually. he just like <laughs> smelt it on her. He yeah. was just like he, behind he has... her in line. Or like, where there was that random dude who was in the middle of them, right? And he just like popped in and was like... You smell weak. And then, yeah, he has a thing throughout the whole book of, like, culling weakness. It's really um, weird. So then, obviously, the most important person we meet in this is Zayden Ryerson. Now, if you're curious how that's spelled, it's X-A-D-E-N. Uh, and the most millennial term <laughs> that you could possibly have. The most well-known, he is the most well-known of the Rebellion kids. It's thought that he wants to kill Violet because she's the general's daughter and the general had killed his dad, who yeah, was a... Uh, important yeah, person. No, this is his North. dad like the lead like rebel? Yeah, he look, led the whole thing. I was going to say, look, we don't know he's the king yet, but we find out we his find dad out was later. The yes, but like, this Wait, is which this book? Right here, though. The one you haven't read yet. Well, then stop talking about <laughs> it. It's like, spoiler alert. Uh, but more important than anything else, uh, Zayden is very large. He's so large. He's like 6'4", and she's like, what, 5 nothing? Yeah. Which is the best part. But also, I have to like... Do they say their heights in the book? I don't think they say that. They're just oh. like I mean, automatically assumed yeah, by, again, all the fan time. art that I have consumed over mm-hmm. the past six months. Like um, that she nipples. is like this teeny tiny like baby and he is this ginormous giant of a man. Yeah. And also I would argue that that, that bullet point right there is the sole reason why this book has skyrocketed into well, they, the stratosphere. Yeah, um, every that Zayden like that. part about yeah. like how he's like, I want to kill you. And then he's like, Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone loves a good enemies to love. Oh, my God. Don't we all? It's like my favorite. <laughs> so would somebody like to describe what the hell the parapet is? Oh, my God. I would love to describe the parapet because I, just... I, I, yeah, I can't, I can't handle the parapet. The no. second I heard the parapet and I was like, what is happening here? I just what? remember like the first thing we talked about was literally this. Yes. After I started reading it, I remember I... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is this a bridge like, or a parapet? What does it look like? I kept Googling it because I didn't even... Because <laughs> it was just... You know what parapets are, you know? Like, yeah, it's a wall. Like, yes. It's literally a wall. That's what that's what we call it. And I'm like, is this a wall? Is it... And then we look down and I'm like, well, there's... It like is descending into nothingness. Like, yeah. you know, it just goes down, down, down. Mm-hmm. And I guess there's a river at the bottom. But like, then they're like, it's a bridge, really. I'm like, that's not a parapet. No. Yeah, basically, it is a very, very um, thin, very high wall. That they need to cross. It's something about balance that they're going to yes. need it's for a riding a dragon. Narrow, you very... have to make it across this. Yes. And if you die, you die. Violet starts across, and to keep herself calm through it, she is reciting history and geography facts. Which I stand by. I feel like that would have been the coolest way to add in, like, boring world building. Yeah. Like, I'm so nervous, but here's, like, this backstory of why these two places are fighting. Yeah, instead instead we get facts like um, timber is the export of this province. Yeah, which I'm sure is important, but it didn't feel important when I was reading it. It would have been important because we find out in the second book that they are constantly drinking lemonade and... Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I, I need I need more information on where these lemons are coming from. Who grows the lemons? <laughs> also important to her crossing the parapet is that it is storming. And one of the things I have seen the fandom say is that her mom, her like magic power, which we'll get into that later, her mom's magic power is to control storms. So mm-hmm. it's her mom trying to kill her. I know. I love that theory. It's my yeah, favorite. I do. I it do was like my favorite that one too. I wish yeah. it was... I mean, I don't know for sure if it's true, but... Violet's making her way across, like, slow and steady, but then she sees Jack, the, the psychopath, the bro- just randomly throw a kid off the wall of the parapet. It's, like, it's, it's 
to get to her, right? Yeah. Well, it, he wants to go. I think his strategy was to run. Like, he was going to yeah, run throw across. people out of his yeah, way. Yeah, and just get rid of people so who are going So he comes after Violet, and she manages to make it across. And after she makes it across, she pulls out one of her daggers and threatens to stab him. I forgot until my reread, in the balls specifically. <laughs> like, it is very specifically said See, she's I, going to stab him I in the I love her personality. I love the fact that she didn't walk into it this little, like, frail thing. She was frail. I, yeah. yeah. Physically, she was real. But <laughs> mentally, she was like, I will stab you in the balls. I have no problem with that. Yeah, at every turn when people are like, this isn't for you, she's like, the fuck it is. <laughs> <laughs> she makes it across the parapet. Everybody's happy. And then we meet Dane Atos, current second year childhood friend and clearly in love with Violet. If you're curious how Dane is spelled, it is D-A-I-N. Um <laughs> He is the leader of Second Squad, Flame Section, Second Wing. I saw a diagram of how this military works, and I've completely forgotten all about it. It's First off, the diagram that we saw was crazy because it's set up crazy. I mean, I've never been in the military before, but, oh, my God, reading about I reread the line where they talk about how the military is set up, like, 12 times because I couldn't understand. And I'm just small frown-minded, but, like, I, it didn't make any sense. The picture did not help either. So, like I said, he likes Violet, but Violet kind of does like him, too. So he is very upset that she's here. He's very worried about her because he knows that she's frail. And then she acts like he's the one being unreasonable and that she isn't a fragile little bird with hollow bones. Also, he, like, <laughs> criticizes her boots. And I'm like, dude, like, hmm. she was just given new boots. How dare you? <laughs> Wait, did... Does he criticize the good boots or the fact yeah, that he criticizes the, the the new boots? And I I honestly think that was probably like a an error, but um yeah, like she they go into this big deal about how mm. like oh, the boots mm-hmm. you need new boots these boots are so terrible and also you can't bring literally everything with you across the parapet because you will definitely die. Um, <laughs> but but then she gets there on the other side and Dane's like these boots you came over here with these boots yeah. and and I was like didn't her but, sister give her the yeah, boots. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I think it was probably an error that they didn't catch. I but I just also, you know. maybe he's just really has high standards for boots. I don't know. He's a fashion queen. <laughs> Dane's dad is also higher up in the military, which mm-hmm. is important to note moving forward. I'm still looking up this back tattoo thing. I just want yeah, to just you know. keep working on that. Um, <laughs> I'm scrolling so through my Kindle right now. The cadets get sorted. Violet and Rhiannon are put into Dane's section. And then that whole section is switched to Zayden's section, which is Fourth Wing, the name of the book. Yay. <laughs> this is also the first time that Violet calls Zayden handsome. What she says specifically is Zayden's arrogant, handsome face. Mm-hmm. Which love, is, a, love an arrogant, handsome face. Uh, yeah, that's not the way I talk about people I hate. So then some dragons come by basically to show off that like there are dragons as though we didn't already know this uh but they also just like kill some folk for being scared so some of these kids that made it across the parapet and are there the dragons show up they get freaked out they start to run away and the dragons incinerate them then we get into it a little bit but it's also kind of assumed that we just understand the whole reason for this dragon rider thing the whole point of bonding to a dragon and getting a signet power does anybody else want to explain that it's it's like when they bond, the dragon is the conduit of magic that yeah. humans cannot otherwise access. So once you've bonded with this dragon, a dragon's like, you're my person. I love you. I will do anything for you. The person who rides that dragon not only gets to hear their thoughts on everything, they also <laughs> eventually will manifest some power that is kind of like a circuit through the dragon so like you've got these like this ability 
there's magic out there in the universe and the only way you can really access it is through these magical dragons mm-hmm. yeah you can on. also yeah, do no, what they call like lesser magic which is apparently putting ink in pens and like <laughs> opening doors and stuff and i think also the lights like literally all the lights are magic mm. oh are they i think so do they also get stronger or am i just making that up the lights no <laughs> <laughs> i think you're making that up okay. <laughs> no i meant like the people <laughs> But okay, I'm making it up. Don't don't listen to me. All right. So then we start in on just like school stuff. Like they have to, you know, live in dorms, go to dining hall, and then have classes. And the classes seem to be stuff like chemistry and punching. Don't they also have physics? I think so. I think eventually. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It, but it's just it's just like normal classes that like a high schooler would go to, yeah. and then also how to punch people. Because yeah. remember, down deep, this is a boarding school romance. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, the other thing we learn in this chapter is that Dane's signet power is that he can read memories through touch. Mm. Just through touch, though, because we'll see later that there's another way to read memories that the like mm-hmm. have some kind of cultural taboo on. Oh, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's great. Love that part. But one of the classes that they have to attend is Battle Brief, which is like the most up-to-date military briefing information that they're willing to tell the Dragon Riders, I guess. I always thought about Battle Star Galactica in this... <laughs> <laughs> this part where everybody comes to like the briefing room and they're like yeah the aliens or whatever <laughs> oh <laughs> let's talk about how we're going to destroy the aliens i thought uh, of, like, so this game of like risk is what they were doing <laughs> you know <laughs> so in this battle brief they tell them that the enemies are on the border riding griffins <laughs> sorry i just like i remember reading this and and i just was like griffins are what the dragons are against like that's that's the enemy like Dri- griffins are like they seem so small they are I mean, these dragons like how are they actually i, I always well, imagine they're the like dragons. magic An conduits equal, too yeah but they are but they're they're small they're lion size whereas a dragon they keep saying is like at least the size of a small house yeah so like maybe they're swift you know but oh, then okay well like, we're not gonna get into that in the next okay. book but like so <laughs> i do mind. want to like someone to explain to me who the enemies are at this stage i yeah. i was always a little bit like who were we fighting the griffin riders the griffin riders of what like who right. are these like the territories outside of navarre that don't want to be colonized like is this like and and I, I understand this is like an anti-colonialist like yeah. theme but um it doesn't actually ever really get into that it's no. just more like well, you know, they just have to respect our trade agreements and then maybe we'll stop attacking them with our dragons. But then I'm like, but why are the dragons signing on to this? If I, mm-hmm. And then we get into like a whole other situation. So. I agree. Yeah. Like again, she has so many, so much like nervous talking where she's going through history. She could have explained all of these things then, mm. but yes. no. Because Violet is like good at answering the questions in Battle Brief because she knows a lot about history, she offers to tutor Rhiannon in history and Rhiannon offers to tutor Violet in punching. <laughs> So they watch Jack accidentally kill a guy on the mat in fight class with zero consequences. Which is like, I need to get into like the random rules of the killing because this is like yeah. a fight or die tagline yeah. here. And it's just like, so so most of these people are going to die, right? That's just understood going into the military. Right. Um, that is their weird hardcore acceptance. Um, but then they're like, also, you might just accidentally or intentionally be killed by one of your own. And, and it's like, care. but I no did, one cares about this. No. I did pick up on my uh, reread that there is a rule that says, like, you can't kill another cadet. But, like, it, they do. Yeah, but they do all the time. Um, yeah, I think like, the way he gets away with it here is that it was supposed to be, like, an accident. Because, like, uh, the teacher yells at him and he was like, I didn't know his neck would snap so easily or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay. In fight class, after this, they watch a kid get just fucking snapped. <laughs> snapped in half. 
a rebellion kid named Imogene kicks Violet's ass and breaks her arm. Or maybe just pops out her shoulder. Like, I reread it a couple times and I couldn't quite figure out what went wrong. But so- something's up with her bones. Um, so she has to go to the healer. And when she comes back to her room, she finds her brother's journal, her dead brother, her dead brother's journal of advice her sister snuck to her. And that's the end of chapter six. Yeah, that's, like, that's literally the entire like, chapter. She goes at... to the, the healer, finds the journal. <laughs> chapter six. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. At this point, Violet decides she's going to start poisoning opponents in fight class because Ooh. why the hell not? Mm-hmm. It's a perfect. And I have in my notes to discuss the ethics of this. How do we feel about this? I say good for her. No, I say definitely poison. I say good for her. Yeah, absolutely. You like, them. this military has already been revealed to be absolute bullshit. Yeah, I mean, they don't, they don't care if anyone dies. So, like, why right. I, no, I'm yeah. like, you are in this for yourself. You're in here to survive, right? Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, absolutely, also, you poison that, people. Yeah, isn't that being, like, cunning? Yeah, like after, knowing yeah. what to, to give to people, how much to give And I think that's them. why, like, I think people are kind of like, they understand that she's doing this, right? They yeah. have to yeah. understand to some extent that she's poisoning people because, mm-hmm. like, how many people can just, like, not show up to the mat that day? Yeah. They're I like, mean, and she's clearly poisoning them. And if they can't mm-hmm. figure out that they're being poisoned, oh, well. Yeah. I mean, I know Zayden <laughs> definitely figures it out, but that's because he's perfect. <laughs> yes. One night, she is collecting poison supplies up a tree and observes a group of rebellion kids gathering. Mm. This is a big no-no because they're not supposed to be more than, like, three in a group as yeah. part of their punishment. And, like, the head general or whatever he can like tell somehow because of his signet right something about yeah. that yeah. Mm-hmm. he's like weird I he can know. see he has foresight yeah. he can see everything in advance oh right mm-hmm. so then he somehow sees that they're all together it should completely negate like, literally everything like well, if you have yeah. someone in, in power that can well, foresee the future then like it, specifically yeah. when they talk about his power they say he can foresee the outcome of battles Oh. oh, okay. Maybe I don't that's... know how that works, but yeah, like just just battles. Um, can... <laughs> just just battles. I don't know how big a fight has to get before it's considered a battle. Right. Very yeah, limited. Very yeah, she considers reporting them for gathering in such a large group, but she seems she sees that it's basically just Zayden giving advice to first years. Mm-hmm. After everybody else leaves, he sees Violet, and they agree that she won't say anything. By the way, Rhiannon is um, either bisexual or pansexual um we just know that some of the people she's sleeping with at this school are chicks and i said that this is so we know that she is in competition for the boys <laughs> yeah you need to have a strict delineation about who is a love interest and who is yeah. not yeah because there's a lot of other girls in these books that like are kind of put forth to be love interests at one point for the male characters and they're absolute assholes yeah that's <laughs> you're not supposed to like them I feel like everyone except for Rhiannon is, like, a dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yes, intentionally. Yeah. So we learned some more about dragons. <laughs> we learned that Zayden's dragon is named Sagale. I'm not even going to bother to try to spell that. Um, it is not and, what you think it is. <laughs> yeah. And she is the most powerful of her kind of dragon. She then poisons Jack in Wind's Fight Club. And then just poisons a bunch of other people in Fight Club, too. As well she should. Yeah. Oh, wait. So this is when he does it. She this isn't the, or- the orange thing oh, that's okay. later. Because I have that known in, and then I moved it to later. Yeah, this is just like the first time she okay. poisons him. I'll I think this down. is when she makes him throw up. Oh, okay. Then she has to fight Zayden in fight class. But don't worry, because she wrapped her joints. Like, some <laughs> tape is going to keep him from popping out. Also, don't worry, because it is a sexy fight. <sighs> so here are some quotes from this, this chapter. This is when we all have to, like, sit up and pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> Zayden steps forward. Six foot everything, dressed in midnight flight leathers and a tight fitted short sleeve shirt that only seems to make 
the shimmering dark rebellion relics on his skin that seem like an even bigger warning. I didn't transcribe that wrong. That is how that sentence sounds. Okay. Um, Another quote. The corner of Zayden's mouth rises in a smirk and the gold flecks in his eyes seem to dance. I love love whenever love interests get pushed into the scene and they're like let's talk about the gold flecks on their eyes yeah I'm like, like yes forever the let's corner talk about of that. his mouth rises i know i'll say like, I, yeah. I just read a book that <laughs> you do it every time this. every single time i know I'll, mm-hmm. I'll just say it straight up i do not notice the color of people's eyes like ever oh like I think maybe I one person in 500 i might notice their eye like, color, color i think eyes. they would have to be startlingly blue like to the yes. point of almost clear to notice Quick, at least color for me. my eyes Yours yeah. are blue. I know they are. Ah, okay. Good job, Mara. <laughs> then I always tell people when I, I like their this. eyes, and then I feel really creepy because it seems like such an intimate like compliment. It is, yeah, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. But just... then I, your hair is amazing too. Though. Oh, thank like, you. Let's just put that out there. Mm. I have really hair. <laughs> One more quote from that chapter: When they're fighting, he seizes my wrist and pins it above my head. Heat rushes up my neck and flames lick my cheeks as he lowers his face so his lips are only inches away from mine. As like, you would in a fight. I would just feels so awkward watching this fight in person Uh i mean oh my god if i was just in the background i would be like this is where people i think in the background are like is this kind of like getting into soft porn territory like that's where i would backs out of respect (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) so after fight class uh dane finds her and tells her that he has found a way to get her back into the scribe quadrant Mm -hmm. and she is big mad about it again everyone tells her this this place is not for you and yeah, she's almost I, like agreeing at the beginning, right? Yeah, like right. She's just yeah. like, I do not really belong here, Mom. Why am I going? And mm-hmm. she's like, Well, you have to because you know of reasons. And she's like, I really don't think I belong. And now she's like, How dare you? How yeah, dare how dare you tell yeah. me to leave? Yeah. You don't understand me at all. <laughs> all right. So then the first years start training for the gauntlet, oh which is God. another feat of strength. <clears throat> In the process of training, a couple more assholes are identified. You have Jack, the classic, and then someone named Tynan and someone named Oren. <laughs> completely ridiculous people we don't need to pay attention to yeah uh and then there's more banter with zayden like nothing yeah. of consequence just you know just sex, smirks, sexy sex, sniping. smirks and golden flags yeah yeah next chapter has more gauntlet in it okay i will say i remember distinctly reading chapter 10 and being like okay they're setting this up they're setting up the gauntlet it's gonna be like a couple chapters talking about how she overcomes it she like overcomes it immediately in this next chapter i think mm-hmm. yes like she just, has the knives they talk about yeah. how she fails like three times and she's like man i have to figure it out it's tomorrow and then bam yeah mm-hmm. easy easy peasy so yeah easy. so she's so wee and tiny and weighs <laughs> barely anything she can't pull herself up in the gauntlet but she can use her knives as picks i guess doesn't seem like it would dull the knives eventually yes. yeah probably yeah so that's how she manages to do what she needs to do with the gauntlet is she uses her knives to sort of pull her along mm-hmm. i don't know how you pictured this but do you know what the tough mutter is not at all okay it's like do you know mara i no. keep going okay it's like I, i'm pretty sure this is what it is it's this um like race that you do and you like have to go over all these like wooden rustic manly obstacles mm-hmm. like you have to crawl through mud like army crawl you have to like climb over logs okay. and all this stuff so I, I when i picture the gauntlet i picture like tough mutter meets ninja warrior like yeah <laughs> this that would be if if fourth wing were a reality right? show yeah yeah <laughs> i hope that's how they make it in the tv show <laughs> another wing leader accuses her of cheating but zayden allows it the wing leader is amber and she's another mean girl because we know she used to date dane as we find out oh. eventually 
all women who dated Dan except Violet are terrible and we yes. hate them. <laughs> okay, so everybody who makes it through the gauntlet now gets to take part in a presentation uh, where the surviving cadets are inspected by the dragons. Like, literally, the dragons, like, kind of line up and the cadets all walk past them and, like, try not to look pathetic or something I, that felt really weird to me like, i know i kind of love thinking about this where they're just like hey look at me I, aren't i cool I, please right. pick me pick okay. me and like this dragon who just was like staring at you like no i thought that. of it totally different i thought <laughs> i thought of it as like <laughs> when you make all the kids in the school like line up one yeah. by one and they're just like sad and quiet like walking to the library no that's exactly how it yeah, was yeah. Visioned it. yeah that's how i envisioned it and then you'll be like these huge dragons in the background just watching them and every right it's like please don't look at me i know no that's that's exactly how i was thinking about it but then also in the back of my mind it was like shouldn't they be like showing off how like strong they are like yeah, just like, just like yeah doing, yes <laughs> <laughs> like flexing <laughs> and the dragon's like no no, no. absolutely mm-hmm. not you no <laughs> What we get out of this is more cadets squabbling and more cadets killed by dragons. Like, I guess some people look shifty or something and the dragons, again, just incinerate Maybe them. those are the ones who are, like, looking down and not wanting to, like, make yeah, eye contact yeah, with the dragons. Yeah. Like, but I, remember, you're not supposed to make eye contact oh, right. with dragons. Well, you know what? Never mind then. Yeah, it's almost like it's arbitrary and a miserable <laughs> process to be a part of this military. <laughs> then after presentation, we get threshing. And oh, that is word. when cadets go out into the fields and they wait for a dragon to pick them. Violet heard the the three psychopaths, Jack, Orin, and Tynan, talking about killing a little gold dragon mm-hmm. that they saw a couple days before. Because, again, they think it's weak. I don't know why they think they know better than dragons, what's weak and what's not. And but they, it's like said all This the seems time. like a really bad idea. It does, because, yeah. I mean, it's a dragon, you right. know. Like, they I, they yeah. say the dragons are, like know all like yeah we're just we're just here at their whim basically yeah and i mean i don't want to like sit here and say this is like a critique of the story or anything because characters do stupid things in Mm. books and i get it that's that's great but um also this is a whole society that you know thinks of dragons as this like big defeating force of of ultimate armies and things like that so why would you kill one (laughs) yeah i know they just just because it was small Unless they have like some sort of like ritual where they're going to sacrifice it to some greater dragon god. No, I... they don't have any religion. Right, they have no religion. They, they have oh, none. sorry, they have like two gods that they mentioned. Yes, and they have they two never... gods. But yeah. then they're like, talk about them again. If you die, you're you're done. We never think or talk about you. No, ever we again. burn yeah. you. Yeah, and all your stuff. So I mean, there's nothing to to do with this tiny little dragon, except I guess kill it, which is um, which is kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it seems like a waste of time. Yeah, Violet doesn't want this little dragon to get killed, and she goes to try to shoo it off. But mm-hmm. then when she's doing that, the guys show up, and she has to fight them off. So then we see that Zayden is, like, watching this go down, but he can't intervene because, again, arbitrary rules. Like, apparently you can just, like, snap people in half in class, but you can't intervene when somebody's about to kill a dragon. Yeah, but he, like, tells her later that he wants to, like, so bad. He's like, <laughs> I wanted to protect you. You're so weak. I wanted to feel like a man so bad and help you. <laughs> As she's fighting them off, a big black dragon comes down, intervenes, and kills Tynan. Allows the other two to, like, run off. Mm-hmm. This dragon is named Tarn, and he decides to bond with Violet. I mean, she's the special. She, yeah, good Capital for her. T- yeah. Go, Violet. They go back to the flight field to where, like, everybody else is to show that they are bonded. Also important, and will continue throughout the rest of this book, is that Violet is absolute shit at riding a dragon. 
Like she cannot stay on. Yes, but that's like a thing for all of them. Like you have to learn how to fly on this dragon because they are not going to give you any help. You have like a little pommel that they, I guess, strap onto the dragon. They do. Which I thought you like ride it well. There was there was like there's something about a pommel i remember that and they're like you have a pommel that's it like i thought it was like a part of the dragon maybe it was she was talking about how when they gave her when they made her like that saddle she was like everyone's gonna know i'm weak okay and I, like we, girl we already know oh, yeah <laughs> I mean, I, yeah that's obvious everyone yeah. already recognizes that but also it's like i i do have to like go back to that thing about like fly or die and it's like but the majority of people die by just falling off yeah of their dragons mm-hmm. or off of a parapet or off of the gauntlet <laughs> people are just fall that's yeah. how they die in this book <laughs> and it's like doesn't it make sense that you would all have saddles no they don't care mm-hmm. no it's like yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah you put all this effort into getting these people to this point mm-hmm. like I, I don't know it's just a, it's such a bad design um also important uh dragons communicate psychically Very, but yeah. once they have picked you as their person you can constantly psychically communicate i think mm-hmm. they can also like remote view shit through your eyes wait they can I, I got that feeling with stuff that happened later. I think like they it was knew like, stuff like they that can, went but down. But I thought they could like sense your feelings or emotions. They can well, definitely like, sense feelings or something happens to you. There's something that happens later that we'll get into where uh, Taryn is able to show everyone else what happened through Violet's eyes. Oh. Mm. I thought um, it was special just to him because he's the biggest and the baddest dragon out there. I, I thought they could all do it. I don't know. Um, Question for the audiobook. When they talk psychically... Like, how do they communicate that? Because in the book, it's just italicized. Like, they don't even say, really, like, he thought this, she thought this. Yeah. Like, they, they, so, they allude to it, but it's not. It, it's a it's female narrator. Oh, okay. Obviously. Oh, yeah. And she, they don't switch around at all. So she basically just puts on a gruffer voice for Taryn. <laughs> yeah. She's basically just like, silver one, be careful. Yeah. But and do you know he, that that's, like, in her head? Or do you just assume? It's really hard to kind of notice that at first. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I have to say. Because it, it, I think like she does, like, like, wait, this is in my head. Like, yeah. what's happening here? Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some moments of confusion where, like, is who's talking? Yeah, because it's mm-hmm. very especially the when are really obvious. Yeah, especially book. when it becomes Zayden and her talking in each yeah, other's heads. Because right? then you're like, are you guys talking in real life? Or are you just giving each other weird stares and everybody's <laughs> staring at you, being like, what? Are you having like an interior argument? Like, what's right. going on? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Zayden does sound like a very disappointed dad most <laughs> yeah. of the time, and and Arna sounds like a really irritating tween. She's yeah. like, mm-hmm. I would totally kill them for you. I oh. would. I will. I will do that. And <laughs> yeah, I want to fight too. Yeah. But speaking of Andarna, as uh, Tarn and Violet head back to the flight field, they start to be followed by the little gold dragon who says that they want to bond to Violet too. Her Mm -hmm. name is Andarna. And this was kind of the part in the book that Mara was telling me about that made me think, I guess I should just read it. (laughs) Uh, Because she was telling me the general plot about how, you know, people like get dragons and stuff. And I rolled my eyes and I said... Oh, what? Did she, like, get the best dragon? Like, the biggest, most badass best dragon? Uh, Yeah, because Mara had told me, do you want to know a secret? And I was like, oh, does she get the best dragon? And she paused and then said, do you want to know two secrets? (laughs) These are our conversations. (laughs) So not only does she get the biggest, most badass dragon, she gets another dragon and it's one of the rarest types of dragon She's the special squared yes, yeah. the most special dragon no one has ever bonded two dragons at once before the generals in the navarian military are all fighting about it <laughs> but then dragon council council of dragons also meets and says it's okay so tough titties humans because what this dragon say goes we find out that tarn 
her dragon and Sigail, Zayden's dragon, are mated. So now there's going to be this like weird mental <laughs> link between all four of them. Yeah, I've, I've I said before this is like a love quadruple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which. It's interesting when it's two dragons that are involved with two humans <laughs> going on. Our other, well, I guess they just don't mention it, but like, just question for the world, for the author, I guess. Are like other dragons also mated? Like you would assume, right? I would assume. I would assume so that. So does this happen to See, other this, people? This is uh, something I said too, is that I wish there was more in this book about other people's relationships with their own dragons. Yeah. Because Again, I was- World building. I was wondering if it's more like business with other dragons and riders oh. or if it's more personal you know the way that Taryn is like her dad basically yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. he is like is dad. it very business like between other people I yeah. think they kind of get into that with Taryn and his previous writer about how it's just like well this is a tragedy that yeah. the, this this guy died and it was really hard for me and isn't it like with the um the bonding with Violet that he basically says like if you die I die that's what I thought that's yeah. why I like this next point that we're going to talk about yeah I thought when the dragon rider dies, it like harms the dragon? It does. Okay, it so does, then... but it doesn't kill him. Whereas oh. if, if a dragon dies, it kills the rider. It does, yes. Oh, okay. Um, so again, I have confusion on this next point. Then. It's it's a whole big like mental link, and if the mental link gets severed in some way or fashion, I it, also will harm. say she does a great job of avoiding saying anything about dragons by putting in world, we don't know anything about dragons because they're really secretive. Yes, like yeah, the the Jackin Council. Is just you have like, a question. You don't get to be involved. Yeah, in we're our not going to tell you because it's a secret. After all of this gets sorted out and like you know she survives, she has two dragons. Is great. Dane runs up and kisses her, and she feels nothing. <laughs> I guess after that uh, Fight Club fight with uh, Zayden, where they're rolling around on the ground, yeah, all well, the attraction to Dane just went away. I mean, mm-hmm. why would you feel anything for Dane at this point? Because Zayden is like. Giving her all these smoldering looks. He's, yeah, he's Sex got the flex yeah. in his eyes. They yeah. don't say anything about the, the golden flex. flex. Like, once yeah. golden flex come in to yeah. play, everything, all bets are off. Like, yeah. you all know what's mm-hmm. happening here. Yeah. Violet is now told that people will try to kill her mm-hmm. for their chance to try to bond with Taren. Which is, again, like, if the rider dies, it hurts the dragon. So, like, why is this something that everyone is going to do? Again, it seems like a dumb system. So Imogene, the person who earlier possibly broke Violet's arm, is now a friend and says she will train her. I guess that means Rihanna was doing a shit job training (laughs) Violet because now she's got to go more hardcore. Violet visits the library. Wasn't there a reason or just... She was like returning books. Apparently you got to return your own books in this military. Uh, She talks to an old friend. It's very unimportant. Um, And this is where we learned about intrinsics which are signets that people can develop of mind reading. Mm. But like I said, there's a huge cultural taboo. So she watches a kid develop his signet, kind of go crazy and be killed instantly by one of the teachers. Uh, Apparently it's just considered too dangerous to have somebody who can read anyone's mind at any given point. That night, Violet's asleep in her room and she is attacked by six people, including Amber, uh, the the woman who did not want her to pass the gauntlet Mm -hmm. that thought she cheated. And Oren, who's one of the psychopaths that survived when they tried to kill Andarna. Mm-hmm. So, again, this is why I think there's some kind of remote viewing thing going on. Because yeah. Andarna is able to sense that Violet is in trouble and manages to briefly stop time to help. Because apparently that's a power Andarna has. <laughs> Zayden shows up, uh, probably because his dragon told him this was going on. Yeah. And uses his powers, which are shadows, 
Yeah, he has like he has shadow the power powers. of shadows. He like manipulates shadow. shadows. Mm-hmm. He uses his shadows to uh, kill the remaining five people. Amber yeah. escaped. Which also they say your signet is supposed to like reflect what's in your heart. Mm-hmm. So like, what does it say about him that his he's a bad is, like, I mean, He's such a bad boy. Just, just <laughs> so dark. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's Zayden at this point, or maybe the dragons, uh, maybe all of them. Because again, you got this weird psychic link. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell her that Andarna is baby, yeah. and humans can pull too much power and just fuck up baby dragons. This is considered a big secret. This is why they generally won't let baby dragons pair themselves with humans, yeah, is because like, it can drain their power. Yeah, they like keep them hidden. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Zayden now puts Amber on trial in apparently wing leader court. I love that. I love uh, the, the higher ups are not at all concerned with this going on. They're just letting a bunch of twenty year olds play their they own are court. Like, it's very absent. Out. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, the, uh, yeah. No. Like they're the not really involved. the general people, like no, whatever, the adults, if you will, mm-hmm. like they just seem they're not there. Yeah. No, they get more involved in the sequel um, so, in a weird way. Okay. <laughs> okay. Later. Dane, who again used to like apparently date or at least slept with Amber, doesn't believe Violet when she says this happened. Mm. And he tries to like reach forward to grab Violet to forcibly read her mind. She gets very upset by this. So then Taryn shares the memory of the attack psychically with everyone assembled. Again, I think all the dragons can do this. I, I don't think know. Um, I, that it was only I think Taryn's just like more powerful than the other ones. Because he's so big. Anyway, so you know, <laughs> he shows them what happened and they're like, Oh yeah, she did the thing. So Amber is executed. I remember this whole scene happening like at the end of the book. So yeah, I don't remember. This I read this. At all I didn't because... reread it before this episode. If you can't tell, <laughs> no, I don't remember. I don't have any memory of this mainly because I was listening to it on a plane, and this was like hour number eleven of that flight, and um, I was so out of it. I don't. I, I remember something vague happening around this, mm-hmm. like something something happened that means that. Violet needs to be protected and yeah. she needs to be watched. She at always all times. needs to be protected. Oh, because she's so wee and small. Yeah. <laughs> we are introduced in here to the character of Liam, and unbeknownst to me, we were supposed to care about him Until uh, now. based on what happens later in the book. But um, I liked Liam. Liam sure. only became like a big deal when he was guarding Violet. That's and what that I was mean. Like, and she's yeah. just like, I love you now because you're my my big mm-hmm. bo- like boy. You're my future boyfriend's best friend kind of yeah. and and everything is great and i love you as a friend and <laughs> <laughs> as a friend um, yeah friend. and just like and and we've we've grown together so much mm. um and then tragically liam is zayden's foster brother and zayden is making him guard violet and like follow her everywhere uh zayden also wards her door uh so liam oh, yeah, again right. is also a rebellion kid mm-hmm. And the only other thing that happens in this chapter is that they start to notice inconsistencies in what they're told in Battle Brief. Like, maybe they're not getting the full story. Which, why the fuck would they? They're first years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then we continue on, and we learn more about how Violet is absolute shit at (laughs) riding a dragon. Uh, We get a really long passage about Zayden being really, really hot. Here's part of it. Perfect. Continue. Every edge of Zayden's body is honed like a weapon. Mm. All sharp lines and barely leashed power. His rebellion relic twists around his upper body and stands out against the deep bronze of his skin, accentuating every punch he throws. And his stomach? I mean, how many muscles are there in the abdominals? That's actually he's, really concerning. He's got an eight-pack cannon. I, I know. When she says that, I just imagine, like, on a caterpillar, how those, there's all those yes. little bumps. Oh, no. No, no, you've ruined it for me forever. 
Um, his are so rigidly defined that I could probably count every single one if the rest of him wasn't so damn distracting. So he's malnourished. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You could argue he's that. He's dehydrated. Yeah. <laughs> they don't need water at this school. Oh, so then uh, later that day, that night, um, Violet starts to get like real horny and doesn't know why. And she realizes it's because Taryn and Sagale are mating, which makes both Violet and Zayden horny. God, mm-hmm. I love this part. I really <laughs> okay, so then they like start to hardcore make out, uh-huh. but then break apart and you're like, no, we mustn't. Yeah, so I, Mara read this book before all of us, and I don't remember why this was brought up, but I think she was talking about how she was reading this book about dragons. And I was like, Ugh, I don't know, dragons? And she was like, listen, <laughs> listen, these two people are connected to these dragons. The dragons start having sex, and it makes the two characters horny, and then they get in on. And I was like, all right, I'll read it. <laughs> Literally, like, that's what I can that, that right there is the best review that you could possibly I mean, have yeah, for this book. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, and this is what happens. So and you're like, oh my God, yeah. I need this book in my life. Okay, I will say, this is coming to me now. I remember, and maybe you don't, but so like the horny thing happens, like they feel the dragon's getting horny, so she violet gets horny. But then later in like the next chapter, she's like ravenously hungry and it's because Taryn is super hungry. Yes. I'm like, why would you not put that first? Like, like you, you, know, would, you lead would think that into this would be it, you know? leading in a little bit more. Like right. it would start originally immediately, like, right? Like, like you would immediately start like something's going on. But no, 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 they introduce with horniness, which yeah. is like, mm-hmm. you know what? I respect. Yeah, I we're going to we're going to start at the climax, no pun intended, and then we're going to we're going <laughs> to yeah, drop it off. I, we needed a pretense for them to kiss. Uh, well, yeah. Hunger's not really that. <laughs> then Dane and Violet argue some more. Same old, same old. He's being overprotective because, like, girls' joints are always popping out. Of course he's worried. <laughs> she poisons Jack with oranges. Apparently he's allergic to oranges. But he also used his power on her when What's they his? were fighting on the mat, which I can't remember. His power was, like, I don't know. It made being her feel like her, her, like, head was, like, was on fire. Yeah, some emotional power. Like... Yeah, he, like, touched her and it made her hurt. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, fuck him. He's doing that. <laughs> Does it count as poisoning if you're just giving someone like anaphylactic shock? I think if you do it knowingly, right? Like if you, yeah. If they can prove that you knew someone was allergic yeah. to like peanuts and you mm-hmm. hid it in their food. Yes. Also, doesn't she find out that he's allergic to oranges by like overhearing his friends talk about it at like yes. lunch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently, like, he's just blabbing that he's allergic yeah, to stuff and, and yeah. being a massive dick at the same time, right. which seems like, like bad planning on his other, part. Yes, you would think that other people would like. Try to poison him with oranges, I like know. just slip a little orange juice like in his like man. apple juice or something. Yeah, yeah he's, he like, didn't seem like he was nice to anyone. No, mm-hmm. he had no real friends. Let's just put that out there. Yeah, I mean, not saying you should kill people just because they're mean to you, but why not? I mean, in this book, that's <laughs> yeah, a reason. In this, in this book, it's totally a reason. I'm saying you know, in a fly or die, bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we also learned sometime around here, this is when they remember that there's like a book that's relevant. Oh, yeah. So there was this book her dad gave, gave her called The Book of Fables, which has got like a bunch of mythology and little stories in it. And she can't find it in the archive, which is weird because the archive is supposed to have every single book that has ever existed, except for books that are forbidden. So is this book forbidden? Why? It's just children's stories. Like the forbidden section in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Have that fight where with her against Jack and she wakes up in the infirmary. And then Zayden says that he's going to teach her how to fight himself because apparently Rhiannon and, and Imogene did a good job. It's just like terrible women. Yeah. These women yeah. don't know what they're doing. These women, man, they can't It's like, I, Patriot Zayden, is here. Yeah. the bad boy with the gold flex is going to help you. And my yeah. eight pack. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, and my 27 pack. <laughs> um, they are both out flight training and they 
run into high command, including her mom, who totally blanks her. <laughs> After the higher-ups leave, Zayden comments that he's surprised by the rocky relationship she obviously has with her mom. Like, she's mommy issues. It's fine. Yeah. And why wouldn't you? I mean, she's the general of a massive army. It doesn't think like she has a whole lot of time to mom, right. you know? Yeah. yeah. Also, doesn't he know that, like, she was supposed to be a scribe first and then his, or, like, her mom made her? I feel like he knew way more about her going in yeah. that, than she even begins to know. Right. Like, there's something going on with Zayden because on top of that, like, he's supposed to, like, hate her, right? And Yeah, yeah. And does he actually hate no, her? No, he's just, it, like, kind well, of smarmy. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like that's the point of this exchange is so that he can say, see that Violet and her mom are not the same person at all because mm-hmm. you know he still hates her mom right right all right so they have another test where they need to steal something they're just supposed to like go around bazgayeth war college and steal something that's hard to steal so violet decides to take her group to her mom's office because remember her mom is big lady general yeah they steal several letters well no they, sorry they see several letters mm-hmm. that are relevant to the plot just like laying out there on the desk but what they steal is an up-to-date battle map so they bring that back, and obviously they win the competition I because like, they stole the biggest thing. Yeah. I love that she just has an up-to-date battle map Me just too. sitting out yeah. there in her office. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Was, and apparently a bunch of first-years can just break in. Yeah. Absolutely. I loved this chapter. It just seemed, like, really fun. I, like, <laughs> yeah. And all this seems lame to say. No, I think, like, any type of <laughs> it was chapter a where you have to go yeah. heist yeah. things, everything, like, goes up a notch, and you're mm-hmm. like, this is fun. I yeah. like this. As a reward for winning this thing, the squad gets to go to Montserrat, the font. <laughs> uh, For some it, reason, which, I keep thinking like this is in Europe. You know, it's just a fun little place where we go race cars. I and expected <laughs> the map to be like England because that's how every map is, you know? Yeah. But no, it's a square-ish. Violet is excited about this because this is where her sister Mira is stationed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Violet and Rhiannon also sneak out to visit Rhiannon's family because they live nearby. Mm-hmm. So while they're there, Zayden shows up because it turns out Taryn and Segale can't be separated for long or else their brains are explode or something. Love a forced proximity trope. Oh, don't we all? I love yeah, it. It's like right up there with shared bed. Yeah. <laughs> so Violet discovers that her sister Mira saved their dad's book of fables, the book that she hasn't been able to find elsewhere. Dane and Zayden proceed to just bicker for a while, like really nothing is achieved, they just bicker. Mm. And then the outpost is attacked by, I believe, Griffin Riders. And Zayden makes sure all of the cadets escape. He's such a good back guy. Get back to Don't we love him? <laughs> such a protective just, guy. Um, oh, my gosh. Oh, man. So then Zayden has a saddle made for Violet because apparently this is like, you're not supposed to do it. But if you do do it, that's also fine. And she's yeah. a little like, how dare yeah, yeah I, she was mad about she it. Was. She, she was like, was people really are going to know. And they're like, dude, just just take this, take it as a yeah, gift. It's God. a gift. I love you. I, I love you deep down. I just can't say it. <laughs> they play another game. It's like capture the egg teams against each other. It's a very action-y sequence that goes on for a while. But then out of nowhere, Jack shows up with his dragon because he got a dragon during threshing. Jack shows up and just starts killing folk, like arbitrarily killing folk. And then he attacks Liam. Liam is falling off of this like, tower rock thing and andarna slows time again so that taryn can catch him and then violet in this moment finally manifests her signet power which is lightning she hits the rock that jack is on and he falls dead i just remember taryn just like yelling at like the top of his like psychic lungs like yeah. lightning bearer or whatever yes, yes, and, he did do that and thing. i was like this is so dramatic right now i mean well yeah. 
like Violet's having this mental breakdown yeah. because she just murdered someone in, in yeah. cold blood. Well, and uh, well, and I just remember this leading up to it. They were like talking for chapters about how she hadn't manifested her powers yes. yet, and they were like, "If you don't release any powers right now, you're gonna blow up." Yeah. Is that what it yeah. sounded like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Basically. you have a nuclear bomb in your chest and you're gonna die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we established that Violet's signet power is lightning. She is in her room alone, angsting about this <laughs> and the fact that she killed someone, and then Zayden shows up. Oh, God. We finally get to the scene where this they is, fuck. Is... And it was way more graphic than I expected. I, we are on chapter 30, I, and everything it took us a before long this. time to get here. Oh, everything man. before this read like a YA novel. Yes, and then true. suddenly mm-hmm. it is like the most graphic fucking going and on. And then all of a sudden it's just like, by the way, this has been an adult novel this whole time. And I'm like, what? Yeah, it, it's yeah. like I had been listening for so long that I forgot sex existed. <laughs> and then it suddenly just started happening in front of me. Also, like, it's the most insane sex scene I ever. love this sex scene because like, it is so weird. It's and so weird because I, all their furniture just crumbles every time they, they touch it. They destroy everything The armwire, the it's dresser, like, the bed, right? I don't even think they hit the bed. I oh. think because it starts off with they're, they're against a desk, right? And right, she's like, right. this is super uncomfortable, dude. Can we like go somewhere else? And yeah. so he's like, cool, let's do that. And then they go like, and they start having sex against an armoire or yeah, whatever. Like, and then they destroy that. And then they... Which, f- how, what, where, why? I just... <laughs> Like, and then, is like, it like picking her up and throwing mm, her into stuff yeah like, and then they're like up against like the curtains which again are destroyed because the lightning they catch bolt on fire, comes right? and they catch yeah. on fire oh and God. then um and then they finish on the floor yeah apparently this is amazing everything about this is just this is why i thought they had superpowers because like how hard are you thrusting into someone that you're breaking furniture that's a very valid question because like is this is this fun for everyone because body like she's (laughs) falling apart left and right and we're like just murdering her with his yeah apparently like apparently her bones pop out another tagline we're murdering her with his dick (laughs) apparently her bones pop out a joint if you look at her sideways but like she can handle this no problem yeah she can handle that super well i just and again, she's wee, and she's like five foot nothing, and he's mm-hmm. like a six four he's giant. Six yeah, feet and he tall. has he has like the six packs of Eight a pack. caterpillar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, parts of it were like hot. I mean, fine, but the the second they broke, I'm sorry, Tab. The second they <laughs> broke, Tab just like looked at me like, really? Yeah, it's just like no. I I really like the fight scene. The fight thing I thought was pretty hot. Oh with yeah, them. With and the he's just like, let's yeah. pretend like we're you know fighting or whatever, but really we're just doing the soft porn for our friends. Um, yeah. And then friends. and then the the kiss after that because it's like the dragons right, are horny. Right. What can you do? We have to do this. We have to. That that was great. I loved all that. But then he got into the sex, and I was like, okay, finally we're here with the sex, and it's yeah. just like we are not gonna do this how you think we are we're going to do it in all the ways you didn't think would happen for a teeny bit at the beginning i was like all right all right and then the second they broke a piece of furniture i was like i'm out (laughs) i remember literally laughing out loud reading it yeah i think it was when the the curtains burst into flame that i was i was over here like this is hilarious also the mm -hmm. lightning just going and like hitting trees in the background like Mm -hmm. off in the distance also i think at the when this was happening i was in the back of a cab listening to it in the back of a cab yeah um going from the airport two hours north to like an outpost in the middle of nowhere and i was just like i am in the back of the car and listening to this thinking to myself what is going on right now also (laughs) i mean i guess i'm answering my question here i know murder is like cool in this school no rhyme intended but um people are listening to this happening like are their rooms soundproof and no one's like hey girl everybody's fucking each other well yeah that's true 
But we yeah, yeah, that is told to us like multiple times, people in and out of people's rooms. You know what they really should talk about if they're going to have explicit sex in this book is what they use for contraception That's, in this world. They, yes. well, they don't talk, they about, don't talk about it they at all. They don't talk yeah. about it at all. We, can, we talk about how we can now use pens yeah, with our magic pens, powers. But you don't use your small magic uh, for contraception. Yeah, exactly. No. Um, I assume if you get pregnant, the dragons kill you right away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're no use to me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think we'd be badass so, if we just had pregnant women riding on dragons. I would love that. Yeah, that'd yeah, be cool. Pregnant women riding dragons just and just full nine months killing the griffins. Yeah. Me like, look, I am like two weeks past my due date. Yeah. And we are out here warring. I would definitely send you to labor. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that's kind of weird is I feel like in other romance books, when they finally have sex for the first time, that is the whole chapter. Like, yeah. when they From when they start to when they finish. Mm-hmm. And then the action rest of the plot picks up at the next chapter. This one doesn't end with the sex. It start it it they have sex and then immediately picks up the next day with a professor car where she's training with her powers. It, yeah. I don't know. It just seemed like weird formatting to me. It should have yeah. been the next chapter. Yeah, I think that's you're right. Point. Like, it's, it's better to split it up after the sex is over. And mm-hmm. then we can talk about how crazy Professor Carr is with his, like, just do it harder and faster, which I yeah. guess yeah. also is the sex. So maybe, maybe not. Well, maybe it's on the same the, the big take- <laughs> Hard and fast. <laughs> the big takeaway from her uh, training with her powers is that she cannot aim her lightning pretty yeah, she, much at all. She can't do anything good. We move on where there is a big party at the Basgayath War College (laughs) to celebrate Reunification Day, which is apparently when we managed to bring the foreign countries to heal. Yeah. Violet's mom is there and the king is there. And they're put out because not many of the rebellion kids showed up to the party, which why the fuck would they? (laughs) I am confused about that, too, because it's just like, are you making everybody come? Is this mandatory? Mm -hmm. Or are you just like kind of hurt that these people didn't show up? Uh, Yeah. Like 20 year old children. You did (laughs) kill their parents. So like they haven't rebelled against you at this point. Isn't that enough? Why do they have to come to the party? The king is kind of shitty about the whole thing and is kind of mean <laughs> to Liam because he's there with her. So Violet apologizes to Liam, I guess, for like being subjugated by an, an empire. Yeah, because again, anti-colonialist themes here. It's, yeah, it's, it's slow. It's slowly coming to the fore, but it's there underneath all of the the random curtain sex. So after she leaves the party, <laughs> Violet finds Zayden brooding on the parapet. And she just waltzes along at this time because she's got so much they're, better. They're like, this is totally cool, you guys. I can I can do this with, mm-hmm. like, blindfolded. And yeah. he's out there, man, Violet. Isn't he mad that, like, she goes out there? I think of he is. Of course she yeah, is. Yeah, because yeah, he gets really weirdly overprotective of her. Yeah. It's yeah. okay when he does it. It's not yeah. okay when Dane does it. Right. She Yeah, she finds him brooding on the parapet because, you know, the military he belongs to kill his parents. <laughs> oh, this is um, also where she finds out, isn't it, that, like, he's in control. Not in control, but he's, like responsible for all of these oh yeah there's like some weird people. deal that was made yeah, yeah. it was just like she he has all these marks on his back it, yeah. mm-hmm. like that her mom put there and then it's like it's... if any of these people these well, little rebellion kids step out of line yeah. we're gonna we actually don't find out it was his you. mom until the second book That's oh true. sorry mara Oops. Oops. spoiler spoiler i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> i'm still only on like page 20 <laughs> well um, really this is kind of just you should have been. I know. You should have. No, I think yeah. I picked that up. Yeah. It's fine. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> so she leads him away from the parapet mm-hmm. back to his room where they start having sex again. She manages to just break a window this time with her lightning. Yeah. Sad. Uh, yeah. As they fuck, there's a knock on the door saying they're <laughs> under attack. Now, when Mara was reading my notes, she I had originally written like after they fucked. And 
she was like, no, I think they're still doing it. So I had to look it up. I had to go to this chapter and look it up and be like, oh, no, you're right. There's still penetration yeah, happening. There is. There's a knock on the the door. penetration is currently ongoing. Yeah. And he's like. So sad. He's even. being all weird about it. And, yeah. and then he's like, go away while he's still like. Well, yeah. No one there. wants to yeah, go fight but a But then the person is. I think it's Garrick, who I never actually know as a character. He just like shows up when he has there to like so give news. There's so many characters in this book. So many. It's hard to know who's who. Um, right, yeah. But yeah, he shows up. He tells them that they're under attack. So they have to like get out of each other. Um, <laughs> they're both in each other. <laughs> um, the orifices. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's actually just war games that they're doing right now. Zayden gives Violet his letterman, I mean his flight jacket. <laughs> um, oh my God. And then, like, immediately, we are also introduced to the concept of the dragon baby Bjorn that Andarna's going to wear. Wait, this so, is the, so, probably the best chapter. So Tairn's got, got people strapped to him going both ways. Like, Violet strapped to his back, and then Andarna's strapped to his front. Cheers. I have seen all the fan art the of the fan baby art Bjorn. Is so I, bad. Yeah, I. I just. This is where I finally lost it. I was like, <laughs> I. I could do. I could do a lot of dumb shit in books, but like the fact that I mean, and I. I get why they explain it. Like she's too small. She's baby. She can't fly. But holy guacamole! The fact that no one laughed at this in. <clears throat> Like, the, the world that we're reading about is insane to yeah, me. Yeah, someone probably should have said, can't we just put her somewhere else where she's safe and everybody is Well, they happy. have to, like, be but together. I know they have so to be together. Like, blow it's up or whatever. It's just, like, did, I don't know. There had to be another way. Did I ever tell you about the exact moment? Like, I understand, like, hitting the point where you're like, I can't do this anymore. Uh, did I ever tell you about when I gave up four books into the Outlander series? <laughs> I was halfway through uh, whatever the one is where they're in North Carolina during the Revolutionary War. And uh, so much weird shit had happened in those books for four books, and I was hanging with it. Yeah. And then she's like, and finally she's she's like out in the woods when there's a snowstorm, and he has to come get her. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a bear shows up, and Jamie, her husband, has to wrestle a bear in the snow. And I yes. actually like, I actually like <laughs> sat the book down, and I'm like. I think I'm done. Yeah. I think I've hit my point. Yeah. The, the bear wrestling. And it wasn't it. even anything magic. It was bear wrestling. Yeah. Mine with that one was when she just saw the Loch Ness Monster. As I have told you. That was only times. like halfway I was, through the first book. I know. I was just like, she's like, oh yeah, cool. The Loch Ness Monster exists. See, that's and what I mean. I, I managed to hang though. in through yeah. all that. I know. And it was like, really? You didn't even be like, oh my God, the Loch Ness Monster is real. That's This is a real <laughs> thing that I'm looking at right now. And she's mm-hmm. just like, eh. I'm like, no. no, this isn't this isn't the right reaction. Someone told me how long those books are, and I said, mm, I'm good. No, no they're you. super long. Yeah, we don't need we don't need any of that right now. And maybe maybe later. In the TV show, I don't think the main guy is like that good looking, so I like can't even get into it. Oh my god, I know, which is a hot take. That's, I feel like yeah, everyone. Is a super I know, hot take. I know. Everyone thinks he's so it's hot. Like, let's and I'm talk like, more about how you don't like Jamie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he seems like a nice guy, but he just <laughs> doesn't do it for me. <laughs> Um, okay, so yeah, the, she got the jacket. They got the baby Bjorn. She's supposed Bjorn. to go with Dane, but stuff gets switched around, and she ends up going with Zayden to a place called Athbine. Well, because she has to go because they can't be apart. Yeah, I think that's why. Uh, yeah, that's the reason. That's oh, okay, given. got it. Of course, Dane is put out by this because that's his whole character. Right. Next yeah. chapter, they are flying to Ath Athbine. Who I think cares? that's how you say it, and <laughs> they stop. For a rest on the way there and to just smooch for a while. Just nothing but smooching. <laughs> um, and then some griffin riders show up. Oh, no. 
And then we have the cha- what I called the chapter of exposition, which yeah. is when they finally explain a bunch of stuff. It turns out that the rebel kids have been giving magically imbued weapons to Griffin Riders because these magical weapons are the only thing that are used to kill Venon, which are evil ma- magicians whose power comes from bleeding the, the land. Of its magic. Yeah, they like mm-hmm. put their hands on it and pull all the life force out of the earth. Cool. Uh, and those are the real enemy that we need to worry about. Mm-hmm. They're in the Book of Fables, which is how this book comes into this. People think this is like a myth that these people exist. And no, it turns out they're real. We talked about this book like two times. Like at the beginning, uh, yeah. when she gets the book and then in the library and mm-hmm. that's it. And then you're supposed to make these connections. Because it's all about her all the time, Violet immediately feels betrayed by everyone that they didn't share this information with her. <laughs> Which, like, they they think she's the general's daughter. They think she's in cahoots with the general. Why would they trust her with this information? Because she's friends with them. Yeah, they're friends now. <laughs> the power she's of friendship. She's been having sex with Zayden. Yeah. And really the power of sex solves everything. So the Griffin Riders <laughs> tell them that there are venom headed to a town called Resin. Um, they realized that this whole thing was a set up to kill them, probably by Colonel Atos, facilitated by Dane, because remember, Colonel Atos is his dad, facilitated by Dane reading Violet's mind. Mm -hmm. Mm Because apparently he'd been doing it all along. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime he, like, reached out to touch her affectionately, he was reading her mind. Yeah. I felt like out of all the reveals this chapter, that was the one that was like kind of done the best. Yeah. The Book of Fable things came out of left field for it, it me. Did, but, but Dane yeah. being a douche the entire time was just like, wow, yeah. like you've, all this time you've been trying to like save Violet from her bad decisions to yeah. continue with you this stupid college. You were rude about it. And but... you were rude about it and you were overbearing yeah. and patriarchal. Yes. But, um, you know, your heart was in the right place. But no. No. In fact, it wasn't. No. Mm-hmm. It, that, was, that was a good heel turn. Yeah. yeah. Fuck Next is the big fight chapter that's like all action about this fight against the Venon. I like picture everything that happens in like in the book in my head. I can't read without doing that. And trying to picture this was like a capital big mess. Oh, I'm not, not gonna yeah, lie. It was a big mess. I could not follow much of it. But again, I was exhausted. There were, like, people when I got flying to this point. and like people on top of houses or like I that's how I remember it yeah. reading it. Yeah. Again, that was a long it's time. It's just ago, like people so. are like on top of these massive creatures and they're flicking all over the place and mm-hmm. like they're falling they're staying they're dying they're it, it's just so much action that it was just like i am just gonna narrow it down into like this little like yeah Maybe background noise a part of it was supposed to be like it was supposed to be a mess because they're not you know they're still cadets right mm-hmm. most of them but yeah i was like what is going I'm on i'm really bad about these sort of scenes in general though like whenever it gets like a big battle scene i'm like okay cool if this were like big screen on a television or whatever i'd be like yeah let's do this but like in book form it's really Mm -hmm. hard for me to follow that sort of stuff Mm. see i have to admit that these action scenes are the ones that work best for me Mm. like they were the only parts i thought were written in a way that was kind of compelling like i'm like oh i wonder what's gonna happen you know it's where more of the humans talking to each other wasn't done very well yeah yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) what we see in this part this this chapter during this big fight is, you know, the dragon riders have dragons, the griffin riders have griffins, <laughs> and the venon ride wyverns, which for our purposes here are monstrous constructs. If you had like, not... It seems like they make them. <laughs> She's. We've been reading um, Gideon the Ninth a lot, so oh. yeah, the constructs. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's also a thing in D&D. Ah, yeah, there you go. During this fight, Liam's dragon dies while he's helping Tarn. So because of how the bonding works, Liam then dies. This was like it's a... supposed to be very sad, I guess. Well, I felt sad. You're emotionless, but... 
Yeah, I didn't really connect with Liam, so like it's okay. I, I was like, oh, poor Liam. Yeah, I felt sad. And he was a nice guy. Yeah, he was. He was sure. He was a nice, that's literally like, the only just, thing we know about. He's him just a nice, nice guy. Yeah, he was like true. Liam, and he's you know, blonde. He's is blonde. Yeah, yeah okay. very blonde. Which you could probably tell then he was gonna die, but like right, true. Because all you blonde can't men have the, don't need to. Well, exist. and that's how you knew that she was never gonna end up with Dane. His hair wasn't like basically black. It needs to be black. Yeah, it has to be black to be a love interest. Right, or like really dark brown to be black when it's. When basically it's, black. When it's wet. Yeah. I picture him as like a sandy, like sandy blonde, dirty blonde type character. Sure. I don't, it doesn't mm-hmm. even matter how he's described in the book. Mm-hmm. That's how I picture uh-huh. him. So we're basically picturing Liam Hemsworth. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. That's fine. Like yeah. a young Liam Hemsworth. I can mm-hmm. see that. Yeah. Quick. Who are we casting? Zayden. And- <laughs> I can't. Can we possibly cast Zayden? Is it like a thing that can happen? No. I don't. I. I, I feel bad for anyone who has to cast. Oh yeah. Well, the same way to. I feel yeah. bad for the guy that plays Jamie in Outlander. Yes. Well. Okay, so as the fight is, like, taking a turn and it looks like our heroes maybe not won't win, Andarna comes out of hiding because they made her hide because she's too small for the fight. She's baby. She's baby. She <laughs> stops time again so that Violet can blast the head venom, which kills the wyvern. It's like the whole thing. You destroy the venom and it destroys the wyvern, yeah. too. And apparently Andarna is just out here. Like, they were told, oh, like, don't use your powers. It'll, like, dry her up. And she's just out here, like, bang, 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 stopping time nonstop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, Violet kills the head venom, but she gets poisoned by it first. Next chapter, Violet is in and out of consciousness. That's literally the entire chapter. <laughs> so now we're in the final chapter. Uh, Violet wakes up in this outpost area in the care of a healer. She is super mad at Zayden still wow. for... Uh, lying to her about you know what the actual enemy was and working mm. with the griffin riders again i maintain she's the daughter of the head general i yeah. would see why they would want to keep some stuff from her mm-hmm. she also like has no control over her like mental powers and so she's just like bombarding psychics with secrets um you know you got dane like feeling her up constantly yeah, yeah. yeah. she's not even so, good at, like blocking out taryn right she yeah has, like, she, she has no control yeah crew everybody else is examining a locked iron box the venom were after i don't even remember fi- finding out in the second book what the point of i don't even remember was. the box being a thing i don't until remember you the that. box at all until this you, you put this uh, when now. when we do iron flame i'm gonna make whoever is reviewing that one figure that out okay it's Emma. <laughs> so um, far in 20 pages and they have not mentioned it so <laughs> but final par- page 50 they will final paragraph of the book we find out the healer that is healing her it's her dead brother brennan who Whoa. welcomes her to the rebellion yeah that was the big reveal that oh again God. i mean i know mm-hmm. like this is a personal preference i don't like it when books just throw things out of nowhere i like i like a little breadcrumb yeah they really didn't I, give I, any sign that her brother was yeah it be just alive. was like last paragraph boom Nor was i mean it I like hate... threaded through she's yeah. just like yeah it's... she talked about her brother like twice like thanks for the yeah. book and then done and then it was like if there had been some sort of like i don't know remember back when yeah. brennan did this thing or like i really miss brennan yeah. brennan and i had such well, a great relationship the, right. uh, like yeah. almost every chapter in this book was prefaced by a little quote from his journal all right fine but uh, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't include any of that because it was mostly um, boring as hell. Yeah. And yeah. I, again, it didn't really point towards him being alive in the end. It was no. just further. Or that it would be something that dead. we're waiting for. Like I was yeah. just like, yeah, Brennan's dead. Moving on. Yeah. It was yeah. like a book. I mean, again, if that was supposed to be our connection to him, it was just like a book of tips. Like, I mean, he seemed like a little quippy in it a bit, but I yeah. wasn't like, oh, mm-hmm. he cares for me. 
Yeah. It was just like, this is how you yeah. don't die. Her relationship with Mira was way more yeah. substantial. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Brennan well, she's also did alive, not. But. Yes, but but like they kind, she kind of gets into it with Mira. They mm-hmm. have like a relationship that you can see happening yeah. on page. And with Brennan, it's like they don't even try to tell you like no. anything from the past. It's and, like, yeah, he died. Yeah. And with her dad, I remember how she saved that book because they're supposed to burn everything when the person dies. Yes. And I don't remember them saying like, I, Violet, wanted to save this one thing from my brother because mm-hmm. he was, like, super special or anything. Right, or maybe it, it was because he died when he was, like, out at war. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> there's no, ex- like, the world building, exposition. There's none. Just facts only. Are we uh, going to so, talk about the weird wrap-up chapter that Zayden does? I didn't read it. Oh, I didn't read it. Um, it <laughs> was didn't read the weird wrap-up chapter? <laughs> it, it, it was at the end, and I was like... I had spent like five hours going back over and making notes of this book, and I was like, I am done. My sister explicitly, my sister gave us the books so that Tabitha could go back through it, and she was like, this is a special edition with Zayden's chapters at the end, and we were like, oh, okay, cool. She also didn't give me the dust jackets because she didn't trust me with it. And that's she was right, move. but... <laughs> Okay, here's here's what he says about her in the bonus chapter. Number number one, uh, it's something to keep in mind before I start, is I completely forgot to mention in all of this that his nickname for her is Violence. Oh, my yeah, God. How have we not even We've been not that? talking about violence. <laughs> I and, think... Uh, uh, so so, so here's, here's what he says about her in that final chapter. Tell us. My gaze roaming down Soren Gale's body. There's absolutely nothing to dislike about what I see. Mm-hmm. In fact, if Amari herself ever designed a woman with my downfall in mind, well, fuck. Maybe that's exactly what violence is, my downfall. Soft skin, sharp mind, fierce temper, deadly with a dagger, brave to a fault, and utterly unruffled. <laughs> I don't know. She seems pretty easily ruffled to me. But yeah. that's, you know. She gets mad, like, so easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's very ruffled. But then, you know, for lots of... For lots of people, I don't think anger is, like, really an emotion they consider mm, ruffling. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, fine. Yeah, to wrap, wrap this up, up yeah. yeah. Um, my thoughts on the book are, look, it's bad. It's not a good book. It's badly written. Uh, but it is very easy to read. Like, yeah. it's, the action parts are okay. Um, if you want to read the book to be able to talk about it with other people, that's the best reason to read the book. Mm-hmm. I can't believe this. I'm very upset about this, but I'm probably going to end up reading oh, the entire read series. You're going to make you have to. Yeah, I have <laughs> already read Iron Flame, and it came out less than a month ago, around a month ago. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The library even knew that you wanted to read it because yeah. it gave you, like, an advanced copy, did it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got in there quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very first. <laughs> All right. I, I can't even believe you got serious before I did of like how is this happening right now <laughs> all right Mara how did you feel about it okay so my my basic feeling about fourth wing and always has been since you know the beginning is like fourth wing is like frosting in yeah. book form and there's nothing substantial about it whatsoever and it might make you feel kind of gross later but you're really enjoying it in the moment mm-hmm. you're like this is sugary and absolutely terrible for mm-hmm. me but I am going to eat all of it and yeah. I am going to enjoy it um, and I think that's how a lot of people view this book it's like yeah it's not substantial you're not going to learn anything but like no. it is 100% a ride and yeah. it's like mm-hmm. why not this was a fun 24, 6, 8 hours of my life <laughs> yeah I, I used to describe like the books that I read as like candy books so I love your description of them like as it being like sweet like frosting but it's it's fun like I tell everyone when I talk about it that it's like watching a tv show like nothing boring happens because they can't risk losing your attention like it has to be like 
action, action, mm-hmm. action, important plot point, important plot point. Because if they like let you sit in the feelings or anything, you're going to oh, yeah, recognize. Yeah, you're right. Fourth ring was 21 hours. Oh, sorry, wow. go on. No, yeah, that's okay. 21. If they let you like sit in the feelings or like, you know, learn about the world too much, then you might get bored and look at your phone or watch a different TV show. So it's like, it's like watching a CW TV mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not good. Yeah. But like, I love Vampire Diaries. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I wouldn't probably enjoy Fourth Wing as performed by the CW. Yeah, I, I do think that would honestly, be the Honestly, Amazon Prime one. needs to sell it to CW so they yeah. could they would do a great job. You know what would be funny? The effects would be awful, but I was they say, would you know do what would such be funny is job. if the dragons were like only puppets so you ever like <laughs> only ever saw like their head and their wings. <laughs> yeah, or they're just like off screen and you only see them like put on their goggles and then they like straddle a green like blob mm-hmm. yeah. and that's, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a dragon and then that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how this translates to screen because I, I mean, hope they do it. Every time, I mean, I, I've known people who are like, that's not ever going to happen because it's going to be so expensive. Mm. But I, I really, really hope it happens just so I can come back here and talk about it with you two. Oh my God. Every yeah. single episode. I'm, cro- yes. I'm crossing my fingers for puppets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. It'll so, be- yeah. Puppets will be funny. So we're workshopping a closing bit. Let's mm. see how this goes. Okay. I thought that maybe we could close the episodes by determining who from the book that we consider ourselves the most like. Mm. Um, Emma, do you have any thoughts of which character you are? Well, I took a quiz. <laughs> I took three quizzes, actually. <laughs> I couldn't remember. She has I, a full-time like, job, by the way. Which gemstone do you do? <laughs> I couldn't... I couldn't remember who all was in the book because everyone, because I, I had read it like way back when, when we first talked about it. So I had to take a quiz. Oh, well, also and, to be fair to you, there are trillions of people in this book. And they barely get talked about. The yeah. only people I could remember was Dane, Rhiannon, Jack, Violet, and Zayden. And I knew I was going to pick Violet because that's just pick me energy. And I was like, I can't do that for the first episode. So I took a quiz and it came out that I'm Rhiannon and... um. I'm going to say I'm her because I come to things unprepared. She didn't have the right boots. I didn't reread the book. Um, She's not that book smart. You know, she had to get, like, help in history. And I'm also not that book smart. It's okay. Um, But I think I'm a good friend just like her. (laughs) She is. She's a really good friend. Yeah, I thought she's a good friend. Uh, Mara, so, which, which character do you think you oh, are? Oh, my God. Me, I've put literally no thought into this. Um, <laughs> you didn't so take the quiz? I sent it to I you. I did take the quiz, but oh, it's okay. I was Violet. And I'm oh, like, this yeah, isn't right. right. Like, I can't be Violet. I don't know. You're, like, into writing. Yeah, but... Is describe, she, a, is she a, writing? Is she a writer ones. or is she more like just translating? It feels mm. to me that she's just translating. She knows lots of languages. I picture mm. them as, like, historians who, like, write history. I mean, I'm happy to be Violet, I suppose. That's fine. But it, like, I think deep down, though, I want to be Imogen because she's yeah. just like, take no shit. I'm yeah. done with this. And like over there rolling her eyes at all, like the, the quiet conversations that are not happening out loud between Zayden and Violet and just mm-hmm. being like, I can't deal with this anymore, you people. I'm just, I'm done. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm done in my life most of the time. Yeah, so I feel just, like, like that fits you like, I feel like Imogen like, and I would be like... I don't know, off doing our own thing because yeah. it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm finished with the drama here. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, totally living for it. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, Tabitha? 
I okay, so I have to admit, my first thought was that I was Dane, which I know he's not a popular character, but um, you know, I'm kind of anxious, and I got to admit, I do want to make people's decisions for them, especially when you see them making bad decisions, and you just want to like wrestle control away. I totally get that, mm. but then the more I thought about it, the more that I realized I am Dylan. Who, who is who is Dylan? Oh. Do you ask? Uh, <laughs> Dylan is the guy from the first chapter who falls off the parapet and dies. <laughs> Um, like number one, I have really bad vertigo. Oh yeah. And number two, I, when faced with that task, thinking, "What's my reward for this? I get to join the fucking army. I get blasted by a dragon. Fuck this place and just take a step off." You wouldn't be. You wouldn't be the scribe who writes the whole story. I mean, maybe if I was lucky. But when I remember Dylan, I was like, "Yeah, no, no, yeah, that's me." Janessa girl. Janessia, Jacinia. I think it's Jacinia. Yes. You're right. Yes. You pulled that out at the last second. (laughs) Last minute. Honestly, she plays a much bigger role in the second book. So when I was writing my summary, I was like, I'm not. I'm not dealing with this right now. Yeah. I think. Mm. Yeah. Next. Next book, you'll be a Jacinia for sure. Yeah. (sighs) Um, All right. All right. So that is our fourth wing episode. Thank you for joining us. Um, Please be gentle on us when it comes to editing because I've never done it before and I'm going to have a really rough time of it. Yeah. And this is our very first podcast ever. Yeah. We are new to this. It's going to be a fun road to see where this goes. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, it's going to be a ride. Yes. We hope you enjoyed it and we hope to see you in future episodes. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye.